Hello, everyone. I am Regina DuBose. Welcome to Getting Started with Jesus, the podcast designed to teach you the process for spiritual growth and maturity. Every week, this program is geared to help you, teach you, encourage you, and motivate you to grow in your personal relationship with God. We present principles. Sometimes I dialogue with a special guest. I love to play inspiring music as well as share some of my best secrets that I learned as a small business owner for now over 36 years. Wow. (laughs) My goal is to help you grow and mature overall as a person. I'd like for you to subscribe to the podcast and you can do that on your favorite listening platform. Also, you can go to my website, www.perfectpeaceworks.com. That's www.perfect. P-E-A-C-E-W-O-R-K-S dot com. There you can connect with me on social media as well as purchase copies of my two books, Perpetuating Wealth, Secrets to Longevity in Small Business, and Getting Started with Jesus, The Process for Spiritual Growth and Maturity. I will mention the website again at the end of today's show. So let's get started. This is going to be a great show because I'm going to be sharing with you some of the wonderful things I experienced in Charlotte, North Carolina on December the 3rd at the What Are We Wearing Women's Conference. Put on the whole armor of God. What a mighty God we serve. Let me just say that again. What a mighty God we serve. The first What Are We Wearing Women's Conference was a huge, phenomenal, marvelous success. As I mentioned before, it was held a couple weeks ago on December the 3rd in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am so grateful to have been a part of seeing another entrepreneur and woman of God's vision come true. The vision came to fruition in an explosive manner. Wow. In fact, there is nothing like supporting someone who wants, values, and is eager for your help and expertise. And then when you come through and deliver your contribution, well, what can I say? It is an awesome experience. But wait, wait, wait. Before I go into the details, let me set forth this disclaimer. I am not a preacher. I repeat, I am not a preacher, but when given the opportunity to spread the good news about my Lord and Savior, (laughs) I am good and I speak well to the glory of God. And you know why? I can tell you why. Because God, God, yes, God has been, he still is, and he will continue to be good to me. I can't tell it all, but I can tell you enough about this Christian journey and the significance of spiritual growth and maturity. So let me tell you about this conference. Jill Allen had a vision. She is an entrepreneur in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she said to me, Miss Regina, you know, the CDC and the government and the state gave us mandates during the COVID-19. Wear your mask, that's one W. Wash your hands, that's another W and wait six feet between people. That's the three W's. And then she said, God gave me three W's. And my three W's are 
wear the whole armor of God, washed in the blood, and wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Wait on the Lord. And so I thought she was going to have a Bible study and include me in it. Jill was so kind to me last year, and she bought 10 of my books, you know, uh, that I've talked about. And she said, no, the Lord has given me a bigger vision. Let's have a conference. And so this is kind of how the What Are We Wearing Women's Conference came about. And we were encouraging women to put on the whole armor of God. It was a delight. It was very exciting to come together in spirit and in truth. And our goal was to empower and equip women with the whole armor of God. We realized that if you put on the whole armor of God, you can have the spiritual weapons to effectively live in these perilous times. So what is the whole armor of God? And when you look in your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18, talk about the whole armor of God. This entire scripture, this section of scripture was written by the Apostle Paul who was chained to Roman soldiers. You know, Paul was persecuted. He was thrown in jail many times. And he watched the Roman soldiers and saw what they had on. And he conceptualized the spiritual ram of the whole armor, which includes the helmet, the breastplate, the girdle belt. It included the shoes. It included the sword. It included the shield. And so let me read to you the scripture that the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. Here's what it says. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So each of us had a task to talk about the armor. My task was to share the sword of the spirit. Um, I had the most offensive weapon, the most offensive item for spiritual warfare is the sword of the spirit. So I'm going to take a moment and let you listen and hear my actual presentation and I pray that you will learn the importance of wearing the whole armor of God. This was a wonderful women's conference. Um, I'm going to encourage you to wait and look for it next year 
Uh, we're planning to do it again in December of 2023. Don't miss out on how you can grow and mature in your spiritual walk with the Lord. It's more than just going to church. It's more than just singing in the choir. It's more than just having a program. It's more than just having a celebration or a party. God wants your whole heart, soul, mind, and for you to live a life that helps bring other people into the kingdom of God. We are to be witnesses for Jesus Christ. So continue to listen, and I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Praise the Lord. If you're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, you are a minister. You are a minister. And I'm Sister Judah, and I'm so happy to be here. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, we come just thanking you for your mercy and your power and your presence. Thank you for this opportunity to serve you in this capacity. Thank you for your will. Please forgive me for any sin that I have committed against you. Cleanse me right now and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Bless these women in a special way. You know what they need. You know their hearts. You know their desires. Touch in a mighty way. Let them leave this conference knowing that they are wearing the whole armor of God. In Jesus' name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to say, what are we wearing? And then I want you to say with your strong voice, the whole armor of God. What are we wearing? The whole armor of God. Women, what are we wearing? The whole armor of God. What are we wearing? The whole armor of God. That's the whole purpose of this conference, and God's going to bless you. Um, Before I get right into my presentation, I want to thank my daughter is here, my son-in-law is here, and uh, my dear friend from Detroit, Michigan, Dr. Whittle is here, and you're here, and that's very important. So, so Jill, I love Jill Allen. Jill Allen is here. And um, in 2019, my daughter finished her final leg of school. She got her doctorate degree. And so, like any mother, I said, praise the Lord. I don't have to work anymore. And she moved to Charlotte, got a job. Uh, She's a professor at the University of Charlotte, North Carolina, in music. Being the person that she was raised to be, she met another young woman who was uh, asking questions about hymns and spiritual music, and they had lunch together, and my daughter's name is Sequina, so Sequina said, yeah, I can help you with your program. She's building a uh, Miss Renee Jones, I don't know if she's here, but uh, she talked with this lady about her desire to have a nonprofit organization that focused on the Negro spirituals and preserving the history of the hymns. In that conversation, you know, she finished that and the lady says, oh, you know, I'm gonna be having a family reunion this year and uh, I need somebody to make some t-shirts for me. And so my daughter said, my mommy made t-shirts. And so she gave Miss Renee Jones my phone number and she called me in Detroit, Michigan and said, your daughter told me you make t-shirts and my family reunion is in Florida, can you help me? So that's kind of how my Detroit connection while I got down here in, in North Carolina. Then Miss Renee took information about my business to her association, which is the African American Historical Genealogical Society. And she gave it to Miss Carolyn. And so Miss Carolyn 
somehow took the information and gave it to Jill. And so by this time, I was in the process in Detroit of finishing my book project, and my books were published in, in 2020, 2020, and they were, they were finished in 2020 and published in 2021, and Jill called me in May of 2021 as I was going out the door heading to work. And she's like, hi, I'm Jill Allen from North Carolina. I'm like, who? <laughs> and the only person I knew that was here was my daughter. So this is how people say God orchestrates things, but the word says operation of God. And you should write this verse down. Colossians 2.12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen, and with him through the faith of the operation of God who have raised him from the dead. So God's operation is like he could take one woman and stretch your hand and touch another woman to stretch her hand and touch another woman to stretch her another hand, and that's how I got here. Amen. Amen. So when we incorporate God's operation, we can touch the woman in Africa, the woman in China, the woman in Saudi Arabia. Women can touch all over the world through the operation of God because that's how I got here. That's how I got here. And you're here because you're supposed to be. And Jill would say, well, Miss Dubose, Miss Regina, I don't know how many people. I said, don't worry. The people who are supposed to be here will be here. So you're here. So we're talking about the whole armor of God. And I want to uh, now speak with you about Every item of the armor of God is for your defense, to protect you. The helmet, you put the belt on. And when you study this whole passage, the Apostle Paul was chained to Roman soldiers. And that's how he conceptualized this spiritual reality. He was fit, the Roman soldier had on all these things you see. They had the helmet, the everything. And this is how the whole armor of God comes about when you really study it. But there's one weapon, only one, one part of the armor that's for striking the enemy, and that's the sword. And the Bible calls it the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So if you don't know the word of God, you're not properly what? Armored. You're not properly prepared. If you don't know the word of God when you start having problems, you can't figure out what to do. If you don't know the word of God and your issues, you're going to fail. So I'm going to tell you about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Everybody just say that. The sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. The word of God. The word of God. The only offensive weapon in spiritual warfare is the word of God. The word of God, the Holy Bible, is the only offensive weapon. We use the sword of the spirit to strike the enemy. All of the other parts of the armor are defensive to protect us. The Holy Scriptures, the lessons, the doctrine, reproofs, correction, instruction, the commandments, and the stories in the Bible are for our growth and maturity in the Word of God. In fact, all scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be perfect, mature, thoroughly furnished unto good works as stated in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. The Holy Bible is our sword for spiritual warfare. 
We know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You know, it's not human beings in their physical body, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, Ephesians 6 and 12. In other words, we are up against evil forces that we cannot see in the physical realm, but they exist in the invisible spirit realm. They are wicked, evil, demonic, bad spirits that are running around in Satan's army to defeat, discourage, distract, disappoint, and destroy you. The word of God is the best and only offensive weapon to help you defend your position as a Christian woman and stand. We should stand up, stand firm, stand knowing, and stand strong, rooted and grounded in the word of God. We are told in Colossians 2, 6 and 7, as ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord, some of you just prayed the prayer of salvation, walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in faith, as ye have been taught. There it is. You have been taught, abounding with thanksgiving. You know, so, so you come to Christ, you join the church, or you walk down the aisle, you shake the preacher's hand, and you accept Christ. You get saved. Have an experience that you didn't have before, a close encounter with, you know. But you got to grow. You got to study and apply the word. Now, verse 10 goes on to say, we are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Because when Jesus died upon the cross, he put the foot on Satan. Right? He stamped out that. Okay? So verse, so now in order to stand boldly professing power, protection, and the privilege of God's word, you must know what the word says for every situation, issue, or circumstance in your life. So did you know that in the word of God there's stories about money? Did you know in the word of God there's stories about incest? Did you know in the word of God there's stories about divorce? Did you know in the Word of God there are stories about people didn't, losing their job? Every issue known to mankind, there is a correlation in the Bible to help us, okay? But why? Why is the Word of God the best weapon for spiritual warfare? Well, according to 1 Peter 2 and 2, it's simple. Enough for us to use as newborn babes, desire the what? Sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. So the word is easy, clear, plain, and straightforward. You know, we start our Christian journey sucking milk, just like a baby. We were born into this world and we, we suck the milk, right? Those are the easy principles. And to grow to eat the meat, the tough principles. According to 2 according to Second Peter 3.18 and Psalm 119, 105, as we begin to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we know that Jesus is the word from John 1, 1, which simply says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, as stated in John 1, 14. Therefore, the word of God will guide every one of your footsteps, 
The word leads and guides you into the right directions, helping you make the right or best choices for living a holy, righteous, victorious, spirit-filled Christian lifestyle. Yes, yes, the word is our only offensive weapon in spiritual warfare. Now here's another reason why the word works for us. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. That's Proverbs 35. When you trust in the word, God protects you from dangers and creepy things. You know, the creepy things <laughs> that all around you, like, you know, the, the mean people, the jealous hearted folk, all them liars, cheaters, haters. And we're now living in this new term called cancel culture. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm older than I look and I'm like, what is that, right? And those who do not have your best interests at heart. You know, there are people who are just like out to get you. They don't like you. But it's okay because you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Then when we find in Psalm 119, verse 9 through 11, that the word of God will cleanse your way when you take heed or listen intently. It keeps you from wandering from his commandments, principles, and doctrines, especially when you hide the word in your heart. Everybody say hide. Hide. Hide the word in your heart. What does that mean? It means to memorize it. Memorize the word of God, the only offensive weapon in spiritual warfare. It is the word of God that helps us whenever we experience trials, tribulations, temptations, and tests. I talk about trials, my personal trials, temptations, tribulations, and tests in my books that I wrote that are out there. How do you know? Because Jesus Christ used the word of God when he was led into the wilderness. If you read Matthew chapter 4, the whole chapter, it talks about Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness and he was tempted. And Satan tempted him three, how many times? Three times. The first time he tempted him, trying to get him with the lust of the flesh. If you are the son of God, turn these rocks, these stones into bread. And he said, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The second time Satan takes him, this is the temptation of pride. If you are the son of God, cast yourself off this temple and let the angels come and help you. And he said, Jesus said, it is written again, thou shalt not put the Lord thy God to the test. So Satan says, okay, I'm going to try one more time with this guy. He tempted him with the lust of the eye. He showed him the, all the kingdoms of all the whole world. And he said, I will give you all these things if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, get thee behind me. Be gone. In other words, get out of here, Satan. For it is written. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and only him shall thy serve. Each time, Jesus said what? It is written. So Jesus knew the power of the word of God. Jesus believed the word. Jesus used and acted with the word of God. And Jesus lived by the word. The word was kept in his heart. And you know, you know, I just want to say, what's good enough for Jesus is good enough for me. What's good enough for Jesus is good enough for you. What's good enough for Jesus is good enough for her and for her and for her and for your child and for your husband. It's good enough for everybody.
You must say the word, speak the word, walk with the word. It is the authority out loud, especially during moments of your trials, tribulations, and temptations. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 tells us that the word of God is so effective and dominant. Here's what it says. For the word of God is quick, living, and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, the word of God can what? Cut through stuff. <laughs> Filter through the wrong things, the deception, the hindrances that may come across your path. The word cuts through all of the uncertainty, doubt, confusion, and fear. The word of God just kind of cuts, cuts through all that stuff. If you speak the word, it will cut through the stuff. Finally, we, we must recognize the war that's going on within ourselves. Yes, we're being pulled by Satan, but there's a war in our lives to go against God's way. You know, to do things your way. You know, you're intelligent, you've been to college, you're smart, you're attractive. A year, years ago when I studied in counseling, they, they said, yeah, this young, attractive, verbal, intelligent, sophisticated. You know, those are the people who shouldn't have any problems. They were the ones who have psychiatrists. <laughs> but the war within ourselves, to do things our way, right? There is a struggle in dwelling due to our sinful nature trying to prevent the new nature from growing. The Apostle Paul so eloquently describes that war in Romans chapter 7, if you take time to read it, 7 through 25. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of God. So we are also in a war to keep our minds, as, uh, as Minister Hall just said, keep our minds renewed and our flesh in check to know how to stand in faith on the promises of the word of God. We are admonished in Romans chapter 12, verse one and two to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, and not to conform to this world, but to be what? Transformed. By how? Renewing. Renewing of the mind. Then we can prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. And as I finish and close today, the word, you must know the word. You must believe the word. You got to use it and act on it, activate it, and you have to live by it. So know, I'm going to write this down, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not into the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in this law doth he meditate day and night. You got to believe, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was who? God, Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit is one, right? You got to use the Word. This is what a lot of people don't want to do. James chapter 1, verse 22. Be ye doers of the word, and not what? Hearers only. I've been going to church, 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 I've been going to church. Hearing, 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 hearing. The same message, 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 message. And I ain't got nowhere yet. Yeah.
protection. You got to what? Love your enemies. Do good to those that hate you. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those who persecute and despitefully use you. And then you got to live by it. I love the book of Colossians. If you take time and just read the whole chapter 3 of Colossians, it's all about Christian living. So you don't really need anybody to teach you. Just read that whole one chapter about Christian living. It talks about children obeying their parents. It talks about husbands loving their wives. It talks about arguing with people. It talks about just how to get along with folks. It talks about walking in peace. But here's what the verse I love. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Spiritual songs, not hip-hop. <laughs> spiritual songs, not funky gospel. Spiritual songs. That's what, that's what the word said. That's, I didn't, that's what the word, is that the word? Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You know, I sing in the choir at my church, and they're like, oh, the pastor's not here. And so I said, y'all, we, we sing it to the Lord. I want God to look down and smile. I want his face to be looking down. See, because as long as God's face is looking at you, you're what? You're not in sin. See, when you he, he can't look at sin. He hates sin. So when you sin, you should confess your sin right away. Right away. I got to confess this right away because I, I want God looking at me. I, I might need him to help me out. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father and the Father, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So you use the word of God. Use your sword. You must read it. Study it, meditate, memorize, and apply the word. Finally, John 15, 7 says, If ye abide in me, and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will, and it will be given to you. See, see, many of us, including me, I'm still looking for the husband, the, the next one. Many of us, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old. I still need a husband, not a man, a husband. All right? So, <laughs> so, so it says, if, if ye abide in me and my word abides in you, you should ask what you will and it will be given to you. Yes, 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 yes. As Christian women, wearing the whole armor of God, you must take the sword of the spirit, the only offensive weapon with you every day, which is the word of God. May God bless you and may heaven smile upon you.
hope that you had a chance to listen, to learn, and to hear the importance of the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It is the only offensive weapon that we have to combat the spiritual warfare that we are dealing with every day. May God bless you and heaven smile upon you. So be encouraged. Join us every week and learn the process for your spiritual growth and maturity. Think about it. Grow closer to God. Experience the peace of God. Share the wisdom of God and live in the power of God. Let me leave this verse with you from Isaiah 26, verse 3. Thou will keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Don't you want the peace of God? Think about it. Think about it. You want to have the peace of God in your life every day. So let's do it together. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever as stated in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Amen. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast and connect with me on my website, www.perfectpeaceworks.com, www.perfectpeaceworks.com. There, you can connect with me on social media. You can also order my books. And you can also purchase them from Amazon, Target.com, BarnesandNobles.com, and other online platforms. Many of the topics on this show come directly from my two books, Perpetuating Wealth, Secrets to Longevity in Small Business, and Getting Started with Jesus, The Process for Spiritual Growth and Maturity, and of course, God's Holy Word, the Holy Bible. I look forward to hearing from you And until next time, be peaceful, celebrate life, keep moving forward, and trust only God. May God give you his wonderful blessings, especially during this holiday season. Have a merry, merry Christmas. Amen, amen, amen.